Hello and welcome. Today we're talking about something very important and something lighthearted, like depression. <laughs> Fighting depression while maintaining your business. Now we're talking with Megan Davis, also known on the Instagramigram as Kindred X Hellbound. So we're going to be going over a couple different things in this podcast, pretty much just like Hey, artists, did you know that it's impossible to be happy 100% of the time? Um, and, but you still need to be motivated to, like, work and pay your rent. And also, like, this whole drawing as your passion thing. So we're going to get in that today with Megan. Hi, Megan. Hi. Welcome to the pod. Thank you. Thank you. And now I'm all, now I'm all singing. I'm going to randomly sing <laughs> in this episode. I can already feel it. I just I woke it. up and I'm like, it's sunshine because it's Friday. <laughs> Not that that means anything because I work every single day of the week. Oh, um, yeah. But I feel like the rest of the world's excited and I can like feel their excitement. Yeah. Through me never leaving that the house. Friday feeling. That Friday special feeling. And also I have so many things I have to do on Fridays that it's not like. <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> never like, ends, right? Yeah. <laughs> Because Women of Illustration, we have Women of Illustration Fridays, which we have a prompt every week. And we usually announce it publicly on Thursday night. And if you're a Patreon for just like $1, you get it like five days early. Because some people, they can't deal with the pressure of making a custom illustration in less than 24 hours. And so that takes a bit of time to like go through the entries and post them. Mm. So every time I wake up on Friday, I'm like, ooh, it's Friday. I'm like, shit, I have a bunch of things to do. <laughs> and then I also send out a newsletter for my letter shop thing. There's so many things I do on a weekly basis. Do you have any of those things? Like things that you're like, oh, every Thursday I do this. Every Monday I do this. Not right now. But yeah, I've been brainstorming so many like weekly features or weekly things I could start doing um, after, you know, focusing on a bit more growth uh, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But not right now it's pretty go with the flow that's nice yeah <laughs> i haven't experienced that in so long <laughs> i feel like the only time i go with the flow is when i'm on vacation and i'm not supposed to work right and then yeah. it's like oh i can just do whatever the fuck i want this is fun yeah. not like oh bills and responsibilities and like especially with all these patreon things that i have going on it's like you have yeah. to deliver things on a monthly basis because i don't know about you but if i don't have a deadline I'm not gonna. He's not gonna get done. It's not, oh God. I'm not, I'm not yeah. gonna finish the project. <laughs> no, you have to put yourself under pressure sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel like I thrive. Like I'll work on a client project. Yeah. It'll be it'll be due in two weeks. I'll think about it for the first two weeks, and then the day before <laughs> it's due, I'm like, let's do this. I gotta do it in an hour. <laughs> the pressure is bad. But the thing yeah. is, you've been thinking about it for yeah. so long that it really does help you do it. Like I don't remember where I heard this, but it's like. Uh, professional let's say olympians when they're about to do let's say gymnastics i don't Mm -hmm. know much about the olympics they like perfectly envision them hitting every single step in their head a million times before they actually do it because they're like if i think about it hard enough it'll be so much easier more perfect if i plan it out more in my head oh yeah it's like 70 percent i heard that Mm -hmm. it's all mental yeah totally and i just i do that every morning like when i go to sleep i'm like okay i'm gonna wake up we're gonna take a shower i'm gonna brush my teeth I'm going to I'm gonna draw for three hours, and I'm not going to look at emails, and I'm not going to look at Instagram. And then I'm going like, to like walk it through it so yeah. I can actually get something done. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah, all right. Small talk complete. So <laughs> <laughs> tell me a little bit about you, like your style of art, where you're living at, all the basics. Yeah, um, I'm in Ottawa, Canada, um, and it's fucking cold. It's like mm-hmm. minus tw- 18 today, I think, which is actually pretty mild for j- end of January, <laughs> beginning of February. It's like negative 18, no big deal. All yeah, right. we've had, well, Celsius, I guess, but we've had like a pretty mm. mild winter, as in we didn't have minus 40 yet. So <laughs> everyone's pretty stoked about it. Yay. Um, but yeah, I 
I started out in graphic design. Like that's my main job. I work full time at a digital agency. We do full service like campaign work and stuff. So I do that like full time. And then I just kind of found myself really wanting to like do something for myself um so I quit I quit my agency job and then I started doing um illustration full-time and doing like markets around the city and and I kind of established like a bit of a brand but under a different name I had a business before Kindred um called Nutmeg and I we can get into that a bit later like along the road about it but um (laughs) yeah I'm killed that because <laughs> it didn't, didn't end up working out but um I totally like 360 my style and my brand um into Kindred and it took a while and it took a lot of like contemplation and planning and like okay what do I really want this to be and like how mm. do I really want to relate to my audience and like how do I really want and to be able to like position myself as an artist and you know hopefully be unique as possible and just authentic as possible and make it really feel like me and with nutmeg like it, it just didn't I didn't have that same connection as I do with my work um, that I do through kindred and so now I've taken kind of like more of an approach of more like not so happy the cutesy drawings about like oh like this is a really fun outfit I wore today or like <laughs> yeah I don't know and so I I wanted to just like dive deep into the things that are uncomfortable and like not so fun to talk about like self-sabotaging or like feeling really shitty about your body and like feeling disconnected from yourself physically and and like putting that out into the world in a way that's like digestible that isn't like super triggering to anyone and like Mm -hmm hopefully relatable to most of the most of my following I guess is women or people who identify as women and uh, I think we can all kind of relate to those things on like a really really cellular level mm-hmm. um, but like stylistically I try to stick to like mostly line drawings and I'm still trying to like find ways to like expand my style more and and evolve it down the road because I feel like as artists we're always searching for like the next cool thing to do or the next trend to try and and I want to be able to evolve but still maintain that like authenticity so um Mm -hmm. yeah it's been a bit of like trial and error along the way but I think I've really landed on something like I'm happy with with Kindred and it feels good and like feels like I'm in the right spot doing this right now nice yeah that's so important too is like I, I don't know I think letter shop has changed like six times right yeah <laughs> in my entire career and like it used to be called a completely different thing I used to be logo juice and that's okay. technically what my LLC is still right <laughs> I just have it I had to get a DBA which is a doing business as for letter shop because all I did was hang lettered logos and now I'm like what when I think about doing a logo I'm like no I can't yeah oh, it's I'm gonna throw up everywhere it's disgusting because it's like oh let's stare at this five letter word for three weeks like it's yeah. it's I hate it I hate and it then so it's much. not even a word anymore at that point I know it's like is it spelled right is <laughs> yeah. something's wrong and I think that's so important for artists to be like because I totally get like change is so important you need yeah. to change things up in order to, to, to keep your interest but also you need to like look at the data you're like you need to be a business mm-hmm. person and look at what you're working does it feel like it's you're you're faking it or does it feel a little bit more true to who you are as a person and also how is your audience perceiving it yeah and if there's a disconnect there, it's going to take you so much longer to grow and then eventually turn it into a business. So it's totally. so important to like just try stuff to see if it works because that's the only way you're going to find your thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that like brand recognition, like I hate to say it, but like it's so important to like find a brand and not necessarily like rigidly stick to it. But I mean, people want to be able to like familiarize themselves and feel comfortable with your work and 
So yeah, it's good to find a space where you feel comfortable too. And you're not just like kind of pushing out shit you're not happy with or in love with. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we just feel the pressure and we see all these other artists doing a certain trend or doing a certain style and you're like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. It's like, no, you should do the opposite. Yeah. Like you should you should try not to look like everybody else because those are your competitors. And I know like, you know, community over competition, but this is still a competition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we're still, you know what I mean? There, there's enough room for us all. And of course, I just hit my microphone out of frustration. But <laughs> like we seriously need to develop like we're unique fucking butterflies, man. Yeah. <laughs> and we all have like a different past and different experiences and of course, different styles and our hand just draws weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you have to just kind of figure out what your style is. And I always love answering the question to like potential coaching students or just to coaching students is that like, oh, how do I find my style? It's like you already have a style. Yeah. Like the way that you draw noses is a style. The way that you just your hand does the thing. That's a style regardless if you if you see it or not, because you are the thing that all of your art has in common. And like you might intentionally change styles every so often, but it's still you. Yeah. And like, no matter how much you compare yourself to someone else, like you're still a unique individual, like what you made in that moment, no one has ever made that that way before. Mm -hmm. And so you have to find like the, like pride, I guess, in that a lot of people, I think, get lost in comparing themselves to, there's just so many fucking dope artists on the, like Instagram in general, Mm -hmm. but like, it's so hard not to just scroll through and be like, fuck, what am I even doing? Like, why, (laughs) why am I doing this? Like, this is so good. There's so much work. It's, we're just so oversaturated with like mm-hmm. everyone trying to bang, like make a buck out of their art and mm-hmm. it's hard it's really hard to like stay afloat through it all yeah and I always recommend like if you feel the pressure when you open your phone there's a problem and you oh, need yeah. to be unfollowing some people or you could just like restrict them or whatever you need to do if you don't yeah. want them to f- find out that you unfollowed them <laughs> yeah. um but like I have to do it every couple months Cause it's just like, sometimes like someone will grow faster than me. And even though like I have so much love and respect for that person, I'm like, you bitch. Yeah. It just like makes me feel bad. Yeah. And it's like, that's okay. And I also don't want to feel the need to copy them. So I have to constantly, like if I find my style getting a little too similar to someone I follow online, I have to unfollow them Mm -hmm. because I don't want to steal from you. Yeah. So Like I'll steal from other people. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I think it's like the majority of my like letter shop feed of people I follow. I I follow a lot of like plus size models for my references. I follow a lot of like meme pages for my quotes and like people who take like screenshots of tweets and shit, but it's like they're different. It's different content that I enjoy. It's just not artist content. Yeah. Because that way it's like, I don't know. I feel like a bit more original, especially artistically. Yeah. Um, And of course I'll change the phrases and whatever. Cause it's like when you try to like remember a quote, and you paraphrase like, oh, it's a new phrase now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fucking original. It's so um, original. All right. Let's switch gears and let's talk about a really fun topic. Depression. Dun, dun, let's dun. get into it. Oh, no. <laughs> it's so interesting, too, because nowadays everyone's so much more comfortable. And I was just talking about this with my boyfriend. So much more comfortable talking about mental health. Mm-hmm. We're back in the day. All right. Let's go like 100 years ago. You had to like pretend to be happy all the time or else they would shove you in an insane asylum, especially if you're a woman, because you would be, quote unquote, hysterical. Um, So the fact that we've made so much progress as as a society and I was like, as a society, but it's like, this is true. I don't know how else to say it. Mm. Um, It's like we're being more open about it. And it's it's hard to know whether or not people are just more depressed than they used to be or if we're finally just like 
realizing that like oh we're all fucking sad sometimes and it's completely unrealistic to be happy 24 7 yeah no totally I think I think it's way more prevalent than like people allow it to be even and like when people Mm -hmm. do feel sad they're like oh I'm just like I'm not depressed I've never been depressed I'm just having an off day like this is fine I'll get over it and then you know two weeks Mm -hmm. later you're not over it and you're still in bed and I just don't think people allow themselves as much as the stigma is like becoming less and less it it still there's a lot of shame I think people carry with it Mm-hmm. especially on the internet yeah because everyone's like only showing that one side of themselves god yeah and i that's why i only like to follow all the people who it's very clear that they're broken yeah. like me yeah. it's like oh you're sad too this is nice <laughs> it's like oh it's like getting into a warm bath yeah but like when everyone's like looking all fake and putting all this makeup on and like trying to look cute and there's nothing wrong with that because sometimes like trying to look cute can make you feel better exactly internally and i feel that but it puts out sometimes the wrong message to your audience when you're mm-hmm. always just so perfect in every photo and you're only talking about your successes and never your failures yeah because it just makes everyone else feel like garbage compared to you because we think that that's the new norm we think that's that's realistic yeah to be happy all the time and have everything working in your favor yeah and so especially it's just like, especially like i think i think it's a lot more prevalent for people who are are female identifying as well it just like obviously of course like men and people identify as males do have a really high risk of mental illness suicide. and suicide and they don't talk mm-hmm. about it as much as we do but i think there's a difference in like on Instagram, I've noticed anyway, just like the amount of people out there who are super successful and putting out all those things are mostly female identifying people. And like, mm. it's just so hard to not compare yourself to everyone else. Like, it's almost impossible. You're only human. And yeah, I don't know. It's just like, it's it's a really deep pit to fall into sometimes. Mm-hmm. And especially with now we have so much advice culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially with art, because like, Every time I make a new piece, there's always a, a phrase or lettering in it. And sometimes it's like a really overused cliche, like feel the fear and do it anyways. And sometimes it's a bit more personal. Um, but I, sometimes I wonder, like, is what I'm doing bad? Yeah. Like giving people this advice, making them think there's just this one fits all approach to a solution to happiness. Like yeah. that's not it's really just like this helps me personally. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it helps you too, cool. Like in but the like, moment not, too. But yeah. like not a therapist, not a doctor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's hard to share like that stuff and then have people not come to you and be like, mm. oh, so this is how you deal with it. But it's like, yeah, that could work for me, but doesn't mean it's going to work for everyone. Yeah. Same thing with any advice, literally, like career yeah. advice, <laughs> having kids advice, like relationship advice. And there's nothing more frustrating when you're like with your and let's say like you're out with a bunch of girlfriends and you're having boy troubles and then they all give you different advice. And you're just like, all you bitches are so wrong. Like, <laughs> like that's not going to work for me. And then you start to see your friends and all the problems that they have. It's like you need to stop compromising and let your boyfriend treat you like crap. And everyone's projecting <laughs> their problems too exactly. onto you. Yeah. Everyone is doing that. Yeah. Like, this is the solution to happiness. It's like, yeah. oh, that's different <laughs> for everyone. Yeah. All right. So how long have you suffered from depression? I I feel like ugh, it's such a long, such a long road. I had a, like, pretty rough childhood. You know, I didn't grow up as a kid for very long. And I think my depression really 
came in when I started to, you know, hit puberty and all those things started to come up and I just felt like it compounded with my depression at that moment, like around maybe like 14, 15 when everything kind of hits and like Mm -hmm. I had some family problems I was going through and I just like had to grow up super, super fast and take care of a lot of things and like protect myself from a lot of things and it it just kind of spiraled from there and like I've never up until it was like 23 years old never really fully identified until I sat in a doctor's office and was like I feel this way and they were like oh you are depressed mm-hmm. um and I never I just never dealt I was like oh I'm sad like I'm frustrated of course I'm frustrated and sad like this shit happened to me that's normal it's a normal reaction but like I I didn't realize that it was like a chemical imbalance in my brain and like something was really inherently wrong Mm -hmm. with the way my body was processing these emotions and like it I would see my friends out doing like normal kid things and I was like I don't even I can't relate to that like I don't know Mm -hmm. how that feels I don't know I don't want to do these things like I have other shit to take care of you know and so I think um yeah I I think now as an adult I've recognized and kind of labeled as as depression in a way to also just like kind of cope with it Mm-hmm. Um, but I also am suff- dealing with like anxiety and panic attacks and stuff like that, which is really fun. It's a nice little cocktail. Oh, we're um, the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's nice to have those two balance each other out. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you can't have depression without anxiety. Mm, no. They're, they're best friends, but you can't yeah. separate them. No. It's like buying puppies from the same litter. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, but we have to keep them together. They're bonded. So yeah, because I remember as a kid, and I, I nothing really bad happened to me as a kid, like a kid kid. I had things happen to me a little bit later when I was a teenager Mm -hmm. uh, that I didn't fully like think about. Like I was raped when I was fifteen, and I didn't tell anybody until I was like in my twenties because I thought it was like, oh, it was my fault. Like all the normal things that you think. But aside from that horrible thing that happened, um, I was just sad all the time. And I didn't know why. And I thought it was just because I had no friends because I had really hard time socializing because I only child and my parents got divorced. So it was like two days on, two days off. So I wasn't with any one parent long enough to make friends. Yeah. Um, And it wasn't until like I always make jokes like, oh, I didn't have my first friend until the eighth grade. It's like that's a legitimately true statement like i hung out with the fucking lunch ladies during oh. lunch and they gave me extra tater tots and they were nice that's amazing they, thanks sandra remember you <laughs> <laughs> you and your pot pink hairnet um i hope you're listening to this podcast and you're proud of me um but i didn't know that something was wrong i just thought i was sad all the time yeah and it wasn't until i was like <laughs> not showering for a couple days mm-hmm. and of course i'm like super gothic at this point so like that's the look when you're gothic <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you go to GameStop and you're like, what's that smell? Like, it's all of the people in GameStop. Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So that was me. Um, And I was like a loner. And there's so many like signs that something was wrong. But my parents just thought, oh, you listen to heavy metal. That's angry all the time. That you're just it's just a phase. Yeah. Yeah. Not thinking that it was this permanent thing that I was going to have to deal with for the rest of my life. And I wasn't diagnosed until like a couple of years ago. Oh, wow. With severe (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's so hard for I think women to get diagnosed too like you said we were talking about earlier like if women are still seen as hysterical mm-hmm. like in a lot of ways and it still goes back to like oh maybe it's just your hormones you know like are what time of period? month is it yeah like I just want to burn you when you say that shit to me yeah 
it's the worst i just i I literally was called hysterical the other day and i just immediately was like do you know it's like essentially saying like you're a witch yeah you're a witch (laughs) and like let's burn her there's something wrong with you not your feelings aren't valid at all no you're just wrong and i'm like yeah like just let me talk about this and it's like we're getting better and i feel like the people that are really important in my life get it like my boyfriend is oh he's grown so much with me Aww. and learn in like being de-brainwashed from how i thought for so long but he had to be de-brainwashed as well yeah and now he's like more sensitive and he talks more about his feelings and he doesn't just like you know uh not let me in to that stuff which took a couple of years to penetrate I will say that. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And then we always have vices like smoking or drinking that tries to cover up the insecurities. Yeah. And we do all these unhealthy shit like me. I'm an overeater, classic overeater, eat my feelings, especially if no one's around. Like I know I'm overeating when I'm like underneath the blanket. Yeah. Just chowing on candy and there's a bunch of people around me and I'm like hiding it. Oh. I'm like, don't look at me. (laughs) I'm just going to be in here eating my weight and Snicker bars. Just go away. Um. So it's just like there's so many telltale signs, but there is there has to be a point where you're like, something's wrong. This is happening too often. Yeah. yeah. I need to seek help. I need to talk to someone. Yeah. And I yeah, that just like I just had that moment like like on New Year's Eve, actually, this year where Mm -hmm. like I've always kind of been up and down and like everything has kind of been ebbing and flowing my whole life but um and I don't know that it was like my rock bottom because I've been there and like that was a lot worse I feel like but Mm -hmm. it's just I had this moment where like in my relationship with my partner right now he was just like you're you're not the same person that I met like two years ago it's just like you are the same person but your like happiness has kind of drained from your face and I can see it and like I can see the moments that things trigger you and it makes you like your anxiety flies off the handles or like Mm. you're just all of a sudden sad after like 20 seconds ago being super happy and it it just I sat with that and I was like this whole time we were having a bit of a rough patch and and I had been like kind of blaming it not blaming it on him but being like this is a 50 50 thing because of course like when you're seeing Mm -hmm. that you want it to be 50 50 you're like oh yeah you're doing things wrong I'm doing things wrong it's 50 50 but like sometimes you have to pull yourself out of that with depression and stuff and mental health issues because like he fortunately doesn't suffer from any of that which is like why I think we're great together I don't know (laughs) that like but anyways um he I I just like sat there in the car on our way home from New Year's Eve and I was like fuck 75% of this is me like I'm just realizing this right now and like I've been projecting my shit in a way that is like really toxic to our relationship and like and not taking responsibility for it and I was just like I need help like I need this isn't the way I want this to go anymore like I don't want to be here in this spot in our relationship and I don't want to be here in this spot with like my view on myself and my like mental health and like sometimes it just takes like that really 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 deep shitty feeling to like snap you out of it not that necessarily it's going to snap you out of it but like to make you Mm -hmm. there's a moment there's like a click where you're like oh god this is not this is not where I was you know Mm -hmm. two months ago three months ago yeah yeah well 
as someone who's in that same boat with you, it's got to be hard, right, to, like, be a person <laughs> sometimes. Gosh, yeah. Like, stay productive. And, like, so you're doing – are you doing your business full-time now or do you have a day job? No, I'm I'm working – I actually went back to the same agency that I oh, quit you Buffalo. Did. Okay. <laughs> I was like, like, hey, just guys. Just kidding. <laughs> Can I have I'm a salary back. again? <laughs> That's so funny. Um, hey, you tried it. Um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Um, so I have so many questions about that. why did you decide to go back? You just wanted the consistency back of a steady paycheck. Uh, yes and no. Like I, I love working for myself and I love owning my own business. And I think I will always go back to that one day. It's mm-hmm. like my true, I just, it feels natural to me and it, it feels great. But uh, it just kind of worked out in the moment where like I was going through some shit and um not feeling my best and I could see my business kind of like nutmeg going down and I wasn't going to markets and I wasn't selling my stuff and I was like gone two months now without posting anything you know and it Mm -hmm. just like you're like oh shit like if I post again now like what's everyone gonna (laughs) say like what's the algorithm gonna do to me and like um so it was just it was a lot of months and months of like anxiety around that and just like not being able to create um and it just so happened that one of my friends who actually is kind of my boss at the agency uh, wanted to hire me back and like kind of saw that I was going through this transition period and was like, look, I'm going to create this position for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of pulled me out of it and gave me this wicked job. And um, so now I'm the junior art director there, which is amazing. And it's been a really good thing for like my graphic design career and everything like that. Um, so it just kind of happened at the right time for me to go back to full time. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is a hand, like an olive branch I'm being handed and, you know, I, I, I should take it. Um, yeah. yeah. I know a few people who went like full-time freelance or like went into like just selling products of their work and then ended up going back to a day job. Yeah. Sometimes it's because of, you know, they decide to have kids and they want like really good mm-hmm. health insurance. Um, and other times it's just because they just need that consistency, Mac, because I will say being some, so I've been full-time freelance for the past five years, but have wow. been doing it all, like, for seven years total. And it's when you're going through a bad patch and you're not really being social, it's really hard yeah. because you, you're you're the one that's in charge of your time. You're in charge of the routine. So when you do suffer from anxiety and depression, it's so easy to fall out of those important habits that you need for your routine in order to be productive. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm just going to sleep in until two. Like, honestly, if I don't have a meeting with someone or a recording like before 11, it's very rare that I will even work until like like in the morning at all. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that's not good. Um, and then, like, there's so many things. Like, I've only really had – I feel like I've gotten my shit together, like, mental health-wise in the last maybe two months. Oh, yeah. I feel <laughs> you. Yeah. perfectly honest. Yeah. And what's interesting about that is since I've gotten, like, healthy, like, I have a routine. I wake up. I actually shower now. Like, I still would – I've always <laughs> had a problem with showering. I don't know why. Once I'm in there, it's so nice. Yeah. It's just the act of go. I'm like, I have to be naked now damn it oh, like i'm just like fuck this clothes because all my clothes are so soft i'm like i have to take off my comfy hoodie like yeah. why <laughs> um but now that i'm like okay i'm working out i'm eating healthier and it's like my career is the best it's ever been because i have so much more energy now and again for those of you who are like i'm working out to feel healthy and to get rid of my diabetes i'm not working out to like be pretty or whatever just to make that yeah. very clear because it's an important mindset difference oh yeah like like, I, I don't want to look at the scale and just cry. You no. know what I mean? I'm looking at the scale and just be like, cool, well, I gained two pounds because I, I'm gaining a lot of muscle right now. Like, who cares? Fuck scales what I look also. Like. Yeah, I also want to throw it away really badly. Who invented badly. that? <sighs> a man. 
<laughs> Probably. <laughs> like, we got to keep those wives in check. Yeah. Um, they cook the food, but they're not allowed to eat it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways. But it's just like, I needed this routine. And it helped me with my career so much because I, I have more energy. I, I'm more enthusiastic when I record, like, videos and stuff now. I have this podcast. I have a personal podcast on my letter shop Patreon. And no one wants to listen to me talk like, so today I got sad again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Aww. Like, that's not interesting. Oh, I know. It's just like, and sometimes I'll go, with, that's my that's my depressed voice. Yeah. So I forgot to put pants on yesterday. <laughs> I just couldn't do it and haven't shaved in a month and a half. And you're like, oh, like that's just the, which is true, but I'm, I'm trying out the, the long haired. Oh, yeah. Me too. Look. I just want to, I just want to, I just want to see what it's like. It's and also it's like, how long can it get? Yeah, like, I don't. I don't know. Can I, I seen braid it. my leg hair soon? <laughs> Probably. Right. And also, I'm I'm realizing that I still have to put lotion on my legs. Oh yeah. Even though they're gr- like that's an I didn't know that. And the only time I've ever put lotion on was after I shaved. Mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> like the girl, I'm 31. I'm still learning shit about my body. <laughs> this is so cool. Um, <laughs> but anyways, back to what we're talking about. I always do this. I go on like side stories <laughs> and I'm like trying to talk, do like a weird stand up bit. That's not my intention. But I also want this to be an interesting experience for you guys listening to this. Um, and also, we're talking about something real. And so I have to break it with comedy every few seconds. Of course. So I don't start crying. Um, so teach me your ways. Okay, so m- me having a routine helps me kind of battle my depression a little bit because I get that accomplishment high. Like, ooh, I took a shower, check. Ooh, I had a healthy breakfast, check. Ooh, I went ahead and worked out, check. And it makes me feel good. Um so how do you stay focused on your hustle? Because you have a day job. Mm-hmm. You're also battling diagnosed depression and anxiety, and you have a side hustle. So like yeah. when you're going through a rough patch, like how do you overcome that? Uh, it's it's like a few things. And like I think like when I think about it, the most important thing is to like actually give yourself the space to take that break. And like I know that it's not always realistic for people who this is their full-time job and like you kind of just have to be going all the time, but take advantage of those like productive moments is what I do and like when I'm feeling good and like I have my routine is how I do it too and like I have my routine in check and you know I'm going to the gym and everything's feeling good and I'm feeling confident and I'm feeling productive. I take advantage mm-hmm. of that and try and sit down and bang out like three or four things so I'm set for the next like week I do that too yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. you kind of have to I mean like when you know like okay I probably will still feel fine in a couple weeks but just in case I don't I'm gonna just do this now because I'm feeling really good and uh, yeah but like I said I think it's super important to just like if you need a week off like take a week Mm -hmm. off if you if you have the privilege to be able to do that then I know a lot of people don't but you should try and like even if you wanted to take a weekend and just tell your followers like see you Monday like people appreciate Mm -hmm. that level of like authenticity I think and I it's I think we put so much pressure as artists and artists who are trying to turn it into like a hustle to post so consistently and to you know be always making money from it and always be growing and and I don't I don't think it's gonna, your following's going to go anywhere, you know, if you take a they weekend off. They aren't paying that much attention, No, and if to you don't honest. post for three days, no one will notice. No, <laughs> like, and I really don't think they yeah. will. Like, maybe, like, one super fan that's, like, on the edge of being yeah. a stalker. I have a couple of those. <laughs> oh, no. Where, I, like, if I, let's say I miss a week and I didn't tell people I was going to, like, not release a podcast or something, I will get ten people that in my, in my DM. <laughs> They're like, where did you go? Yeah. Are you okay? 
Like it's even got to the point where like if I'm late for like a coaching call, let's say I had to poop, which is usually the reason that yeah, I'm late for a coaching call. Because you have the coffee and you're like, oh shit, I have to have my coffee mm-hmm. poop. Um, and then you miss the meet. And I'm like five minutes late and I always try to let them know. They're like, Dean, I thought something was wrong. Oh my goodness. Like you would I would you're not the kind of person to be late. And I'm like, you don't know me at all. Just poop. Like, <laughs> you don't know my poop habits. You don't know my life. Don't don't act like you know me. Um but uh just like the consistency is such a factor. And for me, like I only post during the week because that's when I have the best engagement yeah, for Letter totally. Shop anyways. And no one cared. I felt so weird not posting on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And then I didn't no one said anything. Not People even the stuff not even a couple things. stalkers. So it was like, all right. Yeah. Like like no one like no one cares more about your business than you do, oh, obviously. Yeah. Like even my boyfriend, right? He works for me. His livelihood is completely attached to mine and he doesn't care as much as I do. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want him to, but I know it's impossible yeah. because it's my baby. Yeah. It's not totally. our baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like we have joint custody, but it, it but it's like he's not the original daddy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's kind step of like daddy. A, he's, the, he's the stepdad to letter shop. <laughs> How nice. about that? It's a Women of Illustration. Um, if you want to know the guy who's running all the captions and hashtags for Women of Illustration, it's your stepdad. <laughs> um, that's, that's actually a funny way to think about it. <sighs> all right. Let's talk. Let's get into productivity tip baroonies. Okay. So do you have any productivity tips for people who do work full time and do their art on the side? Yeah. I, I think it's important to like carve out like – yeah this is a thing like someone asked me this at work the other day and she's a writer and she was like I sit down and I make myself write every day no matter what and that's great for her and it works for her and so I think if that works for you like do that but when she was like what do you do to like stay productive and you're and when you're not feeling it or ever I was like I just don't fucking do it like (laughs) I just let allow myself to have that like which is something I'm also like working through with my therapist right now is like allowing the negative and the positive to kind of happen and just like giving yourself permission to feel that way Mm -hmm. and I think that allowing yourself to not feel inspired sometimes is okay and getting out and doing something different from your regular like routine of inspiration like I know like for me I I scroll through Pinterest or I scroll through Instagram to try and like spark inspiration if I'm not particularly feeling it but Mm -hmm. like go to a museum go watch like an old artsy movie that you don't totally don't totally understand or like go listen to a new type of music you don't listen to and like try and like create a different brain wavelength that you like haven't really reached before and maybe that'll spark something new I just think finding ways to like constantly be inspired but not with the goal of like constantly having to be productive because that puts a lot of pressure on yourself too and especially if you're working full-time like in a creative job you're at work like I'm drawing 90% of the time thankfully like I'm so lucky I get to do that but like when I get home at the end of the day, it's like, I just spent all of my creativity. Mm-hmm. It's gone. It's at zero. Like, I cannot do it. And I've been a lot a lot more gentle with myself and allowing myself to just not be inspired and have that be okay, too. Yeah. And I think it's important, too, to, like, watch out for the signs that you're burning out. Like, this is how I always know that I need to step away from my computer. The littlest thing will go wrong. Maybe Photoshop's taking an extra 15 seconds to load. Or like something, it's just, it's usually a technology thing and I want to throw it across the fucking (laughs) room. I want to break every goddamn piece of electronic I have and spend all my savings on because I'm just, it just, I don't have anything left. 
Yeah. Right? I'm like, I've worked so hard in the past few days that I've burned myself out. And that's when I know, okay, I need to, I just, I just like, I literally just like put my hands up, like, like a kid who's really proud of himself for finishing his dinner first. Like, <laughs> just like, no, I'm done. I'm Back out. away. I just shut it off and I like go watch TV or go leave the house and do something. Cause I know I've just, I've hit my breaking point. Yeah. Um, I wish I could, I had a sign before that, but I don't. Cause it's like, you always just, especially when you're feeling productive yeah it's addicting and you oh, want to yeah. like oh if i'm feeling productive i just do this 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 and this and it's like that's why i never understood how artists can do like daily drawing prompts oh gosh yeah like the inktober stuff fuck that fuck Dude, that. every time i do that i get i get to like day five and i'm like no yeah <laughs> like i'm done with this because i make art in batches yeah like I, it'll, it'll maybe it'll be like a saturday or thursday or some shit like that and i'll just end up making three or four pieces and i typically like the way that and everyone's different but if it, this is relatable to anyone out there like i want to give you some tips um is i will let, like plan all of my artwork for the next two weeks like i'll do like a collage or something kind of like a pinterest mood board but in photoshop in yeah. a way and then i'll do the sketches um and then maybe next week when i'm ready to do the next batches then i'll color and fit and ink a bunch of them and that's good go, and then the next one i'll turn them into products because that's how i make the majority of my income yeah so it's like i can't just like start making a sketch finish it and then turn it into a product because every time I do I end up working way too long Mm -hmm. and it takes so many different parts of my brain to do all of those tasks to complete that one product Mm -hmm. that it just ends up not being very good yeah totally I get that so it's like if I'm in a marketing mood I much rather just be like okay I'm gonna focus I'm gonna schedule my posts for Instagram I'm gonna record a podcast I'm gonna write my newsletter but I typically can't go from being super creative to, put, to putting my data analytics hat on in exactly. the same day yeah I can't do it yeah and I don't know how people think that they're like they could just program themselves to just do that all in the same day <laughs> like, oh my gosh yeah well I guess yeah I don't know it's so many different hats that you have to wear as a business owner and it's just like what if you're not good with numbers <laughs> like mm-hmm. you just you have to learn and that it's just so much emotional labor and emotional energy that goes into all these different switching modes mm-hmm. all the time and of course you take so much more you put so much more an emotional burden into everything you yeah. create because okay. it's inherently so personal like so it's like it's not like oh i'm an accountant and i'm not proud of the work that i did today i mean i don't know maybe <laughs> accountants are very like they take a lot of ownership over your work yeah maybe. But when it's like because i don't know i'm just saying like i don't want to da- i don't want to hate on accountants <laughs> yeah. but you know what i mean it's just like as an artist you just when you fail or you perceive that you failed like whether that's like you know you didn't get enough likes or engagement or that product didn't sell or the client rejected your price or whatever you take it so hard yeah. every time and it's like i hear people like they'll ask like an actor or something like hey do you still get nervous when you go on stage and they always say yes if they're smart if they're conceited assholes or like i'm amazing and perfect like fuck you i'm like well that's not relatable i don't like you i don't like that answer um but like as an artist like even though i had had a lot of success in my career i'm still just as nervous as i was like 10 years ago when totally. i post something to instagram or when i'm like dealing with a client and they're like they don't think i'm valued yeah at my price like i literally had this past week where a huge fashion brand wanted to hire me i gave them a quote and they're like they wanted to only offer me 40 percent of what i quoted them for no reason no and so i had to like and if this would have been baby dina i would have been like okay that's fine you're right i'm just a piece of shit and i just don't (laughs) deserve anything more than you think i'm worth but then i fought them right yeah it's like well this is my value like i have experience with these clients i know i believe in my skills as an artist and a marketer if you want to reduce the price we're going to reduce the scope 
So all the other things that you wanted, we can't do that. Yeah. And then we ended up meeting in the middle and I, I didn't have to sacrifice at all. And I'm still being paid my time. Like I still being paid a hundred dollars an hour. I'm just not able to do like a full color illustration like I would normally do. Right. Yeah. It's probably going to end up looking similar to kind of like your style nice. where it's going to be like two or three colors, mostly just outline. Yeah. But like clients, they think they could look at like a, a piece that takes 16 hours and a piece that took, I don't know, six hours and think it took the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. You're like, no, bitch. Yeah. And it's <laughs> also like, different. even if it does take me, say, 16 minutes to do something that I'm charging an hour for, like it took me years to get to that place. Exactly. It took me years of like training and experience to be able and like money that I put in to go to school and like learn these things and like hours and hours of practice to be able to do it in that time to that level of quality that they want. And like, that's what you're paying me for. Mm-hmm. Like, so I recently just joined TikTok and I love it. It's, it's, I, I, I recommend everyone to join TikTok. I have <laughs> almost 16,000 followers. My God. And I've only been on there a week. Holy shit. It took me so many years to get that many followers on Instagram you know oh my and my boyfriend's like trying to reassure me he's like it's because you're better now it's like it's because you, you know how to talk better you know how to like present your artwork better and that's why you're growing so fast and I'm like can you just tell me can you just say it's because I'm cool and everyone just wants to be my friend that's why I have so many followers <laughs> um and it's just so interesting because I'm hitting this new demographic that's so much younger yeah right oh my gosh there's a lot of like 10 year olds and so when they hear someone like me being like oh I charge $1,500 for this project oh I made 150 grand last year I charge $100 an hour they're like what the fuck are you serious like I I made a commission last week and I charged them $7 oh no I'm like no don't do that little baby (laughs) artist come to my yeah. Come to my bosom and let me cradle you in a non-sexual way. Let me show you the ways to make money. Yeah, and it's just like <laughs> I feel so much more motivated, like more motivated than ever because I feel like I'm making so much more of a difference to people who literally haven't heard any of this kind of information before. And of course, I'm like, listen to my free podcast, Moment of Illustration. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just so many good guests and stuff and we talk about important things. Yes. Um, like screaming because I'm so excited <laughs> to tell them. Because um, I just want all artists out there to know that their time is worth money, yeah. regardless of your experience. Like, it's you should be charging something for your time. And also that, like, you're not alone in this. Like, every horrible thought and feeling you've had as a creative, everyone has thought. Totally. We all think we're not good enough. We all compare our artwork to other people. We all feel like we're, we're, we're even though we're, we are doing good, we still feel like we're not doing good enough. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And that never goes away. Never. But I kind of like it in a way because it keeps me motivated. Because if I just magically get everything I wanted, why would I try? Yeah. And you always want to be improving, right? Like mm-hmm. in trying new things and just like evolving as a person. That's all it really is. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's talk about failure. Let's be relatable. Um, All right, so what's your biggest failure so far as an artist, and what did you learn from it? My whole business. (laughs) Nice. Um, Yeah, well, I I, like I mentioned before, um, I started this shop called Nutmeg, I want to say in like – 2017 um and that was when I went full-time freelance I had just quit my very first baby agency internship job and um it was just like not a good place for me at the time and I was like fuck it I don't even have another job but I am quitting and I'm gonna try this freelance thing and I just wanted to be able to like put a name to it rather than just Mm -hmm. being like I'm a graphic designer um so I 
started nutmeg and i started just posting my illustrations like i'm doing now with no real like defined style at the beginning and just kind of like doing what i felt like in the moment and like i think yeah like trying to find your style and stuff is a big struggle for everyone and i think as being like a designer and a person in in who works in agencies you have to be constantly changing the style that you can do because you have to adapt to like what that client needs so Mm -hmm. you're like I I just did that on Instagram and I was like why am I not getting anyone following me like why is this not growing and it was just because like it wasn't consistent and it wasn't familiar and like every time I put something out it looked like a different person had drawn it Mm -hmm. um but it it was okay for the moment and like when I went to local markets in my city like I was making money and it was nice to like meet other artists and that was great and then I yeah I had that really low moment for a while and I was going through some depressive episodes and like a lot of anxiety and and then I broke my ankle in March of last year Mm. (laughs) um and at this point like I hadn't totally shut down nutmeg but like once I broke my ankle I had a lot of time to sit on the couch I like smashed it up (laughs) in three places and like I wasn't walking for like two months and I had surgery and the whole thing and it was just like wild yeah and it sucked and that brought me to like pretty much rock bottom I think that was like the Mm -hmm. worst I've ever felt and I couldn't move and I had to rely on my boyfriend to like shower me and bring me food and do everything for me and it was just like the fucking worst and of course I gained weight during that period Mm -hmm. and like that had me like my body dysmorphia was like off the walls um so I shut everything down I just like one day was so so sad and looking at the work that I've been putting out and felt no connection to it and like wasn't proud of it and I I just like lost my inspiration for nutmeg as a business and I just like completely tore everything down online shut down my website shut down everything my Facebook and deleted it all and like how did that feel it was never done that so cathartic like I can can imagine it would feel really good to do that it was a big release like as much as it came from a really shitty dark place and like not feeling good about any aspect of my life in the moment like it was just like this needs to be erased and in order for me to like rebuild and this Mm -hmm. is what I need to do right now um yeah. So I guess in, in some ways, like it, it is a failure because like I shut that business down, but it had to be done in order to create Kindred. And like mm-hmm. it, it had, I had to go through that to be able to get to this place with my art. And it like, I'm so happy I decided to do that. And I'm, I'm, I'm not happy I went through that rock bottom, but like it, it, coming out of it on the other side and feeling the way I feel today and like working towards better mental health and like working towards building a bigger business now um like my following's very little it's like 900 right now but I that's more than I ever had with nutmeg you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and so and it's grown a lot quicker like I've only been doing it since I want to say September maybe August September and like Mm -hmm. yeah so I'm just as much as that was a failure um I'm really proud that I kind of failed and I'm really proud that I like took that step and just like started fresh. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's so important for this podcast that we interview all different kinds of women artists. Like yeah. I hate podcasts that only interview like the the top tier. I have millions of followers. <laughs> I have it all figured out. It's like, no bitch. <laughs> like I don't believe you. No one knows what like, they're doing. <laughs> like you don't know what you're doing. You're lying. <laughs> you can't tell if you can't read the future, like you're 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 stuck like the rest of us. Yeah. Right. You have more experience on this planet, but it's just like 
how how I like I always make a joke like when you're in your 30s you lose so many of those insecurities you had when you were younger mm-hmm. but then you gain them and replace them with all new insecurities oh, because fun. death is coming for you <laughs> <laughs> so it's like that's fun it's like oh I don't care what people think about me but also now I care about my boob sagging Ugh. so that's a new thing and like nipple hair what the fuck is that Where did I don't that like come nipple from? hair do you have nipple hair I have nipple hair like it honestly i don't think so but maybe i do <gasps> shut up how maybe- old are you i'm 27 oh okay you, you'll get nipple hair it's gonna happen for <laughs> you i believe in you <laughs> you just get this one rogue hair like maybe you'll be like in an intimate moment with your partner and he'll be like he'll just take that single long strand out of his mouth and you'll just be like horrified i'm gonna start watering my nipples now hopefully i'll start growing some hairs I kind of want one it feels like a badge <laughs> yeah it's kind of like when you're like a, a, a pubescent boy and you grow your first chest hair your first (laughs) armpit hair you just show everybody like why can't women do that like look at my nipple hair i've done it (laughs) which is and now it'd be really funny if your first nipple hair was gray oh my gosh because then it's just all the feelings like i'm actually growing my grays in a really cool way where it's just mostly this one pouch nice of white so i feel like rogue yeah oh my god and, I, and it's very short, too, so you can. it just looks like a spot <laughs> in my head. I'm digging it. Age is fun. Age is fun. Um, but, you know, just starting at, like, 900. So you said, like, oh, I don't have a big following. Not, it doesn't take very much to get a large following. And even artists that have big followings doesn't mean that they're necessarily successful. Right. Like, yeah. I know – like, there's, um, I always use her as an example. We uh, did an interview with her last season. Her name is Sasa Elabea. Mm-hmm. And she started an Instagram. And in the first year, she got 70,000 followers. Ooh. Yeah. And that's because, first of all, she's very consistent. Her style is a little bit more simplistic than, let's say, mine. So it's, it's she, it takes less time to make the pieces. Mm-hmm. She uses the same color palette. She uses words in her work, which words always help with shareability because you don't have to guess what the work means. Yes. Yeah. So it's like for those of you who are like, I don't want to add lettering, like, just do it. Ugh, just I struggle with it. that. Yeah. <laughs> like you have this one piece that's like a hand mm-hmm. with a snake biting it. Yeah. So, but without the text, I would have no idea what this means, but it says self-sabotage. Yeah. And now I'm like obsessed with it. It's like my favorite piece Aww, that you've made thanks. because it, because that those two words made that piece relatable to me. Yeah, yeah. So because I see myself in it, I would totally buy this on a t-shirt. I would totally buy this on an mm. enamel pin. You know what I mean? Yeah. But without the text, it's hard for me to like, like you have this like really cute uh, deer with like these other things and like swords, but there's no meaning to it. Yeah. Um, but if, it, if this said something like rest, but never quit, I'd be like, oh my God, I love this piece. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? So it's just like, not saying that you guys have to add text to be popular. I'm not saying that because obviously people have proven that otherwise, but in my experience, it does help really well. Yeah. So it can happen so quickly for you is what is what my point is. Mm-hmm. Like she tried so many other styles and so many other things and so many other subject matters. And it wasn't until 2019 that she finally figured it out. And then now she's starting to gain that following. But she's still not like rolling in the dough, right? She's still not like has all her shit figured out. So numbers yeah. are pretty much meaningless. It's mostly just luck. Let's just let's be real for a second. And that's the thing it's- with like the art struggle too. It's like people can be following you, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're buying anything, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to like, sell it. You're lucky to get 1% of your following buying anything from oh, you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, that's, and then you hear that, you're like, what the fuck? Are you serious? <laughs> what like, am I yeah, doing? I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> that's why I'm like, I'm all about like TikTok because since I joined, I've gotten, I've tripled my sales. Wow. 
because I'm tapping into a completely new demographic. Yeah. It's something we have to keep in mind because the people that we talk on Instagram, maybe they don't have a Facebook, maybe they don't have a Twitter. So when you go to it and try a different social media platform, you're tapping into that new market. Now, you know pretty much right away whether or not that's the right market for you. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you like, don't keep trying on a platform and it's clearly not working. But like, it works so immediately for me that I'm like, okay. And then to the point where I went viral a couple of times and I really didn't want to. Oh. Like I would like here's an example. Yesterday I posted a video that was like, "Hey, I'm looking for models. Like you guys get forty percent off clothes, I pay thirty dollars per photo, and you get ten percent commission. You don't have to be pretty. I don't care what you look like. All I care about is your photography skills. So it's like so that way, women. I wanted disabled women. I wanted women of all colors and ethnicities. I didn't want because I never get any curvy girls applying. It's always girls that already think they're pretty. Mm. I'm like, you're all pretty. God damn it. Yeah. I want all of you. Um, and I got 1,200 people applying oh in the gosh. first few hours. Oh my gosh. So I'm gonna be. I have to manually go through these applications. Ooh. It's gonna take me forever to go through these. So it's just like, oh no. <laughs> I'm like, why did I do this? <laughs> So it's just like, be careful what you say on TikTok, you guys. Does that feel weird? Does it feel weird knowing that like so many people saw like your face? I don't know. I haven't put my face on my my Instagram at all because of that reason. Oh, really? Yeah. I know a lot of artists feel that way. I honestly think it's so important to show your face because it helps people relate to you. Like marketers always say the number one most relatable image is a picture of a person smiling. Yeah, it's so true. Because it's like... You know what I mean? Like you can see yourself and, like, and you can because like the people who are going to support you the most are your friends and family. So yeah. that's how you have to treat your social media following like they are your friends in real life. Mm-hmm. And if they know what you look like and you share a little bit about your life, you don't have to be like crazy emotional all the time. That's not the point. But just so that way they feel like they know you. Yeah. You're going to go so much further in your career. And I've known that for a long time. And I do tend to thrive in more like video live streamy things because like my stand-up comedian-ness comes out and then I get really weird and funny and then me trying to be funny it turns awkward it makes it even more funny it's like a whole (laughs) system that happens um so but it took me a really long time to get comfortable with those things especially with my weight and all these things and shaving my head like I've just pulled a fucking Britney oh my gosh I'm like I don't care what anyone thinks of me fuck this curly hair just like i went through like a very much feminist moment last year and it's slowly growing back i want to do that it's so fun every woman should shave their head once in their head oh yeah once in their life i really do think that feeling the air on your head is the most beautiful sensation Mm. i can't even tell and just waking up and being like i'm done yeah oh my god yeah and you're gonna feel the need to be extra femme the first few days. Like you're gonna want to put eyeliner on. You're gonna want to put huge earrings on because yeah. you're gonna feel uncomfortable. Like something, like one thing that freaked me out is I couldn't like whip my hair back and forth. So I'd always have earrings. Mm-hmm. So if there was like a bug around me, I could just whip them with my earring. Yes. <laughs> that made me feel like I had power still. <laughs> um, but anyways, it's just I do think it's important to show your face. Yeah. And to, like for TikTok, it's just it's very low maintenance. Like all if you go to my TikTok right now. All of my, uh, like, the grid on my Instagram is, like, so pretty and curated. And then you go to TikTok, and it's all, like, double chins. Mm-hmm. You, like, mid-sentence going, like, <laughs> Like, it's not it. this. And it's all, like, bad lighting, no makeup. Right. And that's just how the platform is. It's all about the content. Yeah. It's not about the beauty, which Instagram, of course, is the exact. Like, obviously, content's important, but it also has to be beautiful content. Yes, of course. Um, so it's really helping me kind of, like, own my look yeah. a little bit more. Um, and I just think, hey, it's, it was really easy to go viral on TikTok. So, hey, artists, 
try it out see yeah, if get you on like that. it i think you should and also it's very addicting enjoy your new black oh, hole i've heard i've heard that's why mm-hmm. i haven't touched it because i know i'm gonna get sucked in there for three hours a night yeah like i've been using it so much in the last week yesterday i went into to find my dms so i could see who i was interviewing today and i forgot how to use instagram oh my gosh i was like where does where do I go? Like, it took me, like, way longer. And I was like, wow, that's how much I've changed in a week. That's how much things my brain can completely be reprogrammed. Oh, my God. In a goddamn week. That's crazy. Um, but, yeah, so I keep talking about TikTok because it's the coolest thing ever, and I love it so much. Amazing. And also money. Mm-hmm. Been and also it, it, and a bunch of people flooded to my Instagram as well. So it's like it only helped that channel, yeah. too. That's interesting. And the thing that really blew my mind, and I'll stop talking about it after I say this point, is we only have one link, right, in Instagram. It's just in the bio. Yeah. And it's like a bitch getting people to click on it. Now, TikTok, you cannot put links. There mm. are no links. You can you can write out a URL, okay. but, like, you can't click on it. And I've had more people copy and paste the URL in my bio on TikTok to go to my website than people who can click a link on Instagram. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. A bunch of people just went, are you fucking kidding yeah, me right now? And just got, it just threw something on the ground. Like, I'm done. <laughs> Instagram, I hate you. Um, just putting it out there, you guys. Um, all right. So wrapping up this episode, <sighs> what would you say to a fellow creative who does struggle with anxiety and depression? What would be a piece of advice you would give them just to kind of like keep going with their creativity? I think the the most important thing, which I mean, I probably said a couple of times during this already, but like just to reiterate it, is to be more kind to yourself when you're going through that. Like that is a very, very volatile, sensitive time in someone's life to be like dealing with their thoughts, telling them that they're not good enough and that they're unlovable and that, you know, whatever lies your depression, anxiety is telling you on a daily basis. Like that is so much. And like you don't have to be you don't have to be everything at once and you don't have to be constantly producing when you're going through something like that. Just like be human. And I know that like everyone really wants to hustle for their money and some people this is their like, this is it for them and this is how they're making mm-hmm. their money. So it's not always possible. And I understand that that is like a point of privilege to come from being able to say like, take a break because not everyone like self-care is a privilege in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but just remember to be like be nicer to yourself like don't be so hard on yourself when you're going through these things and you don't feel like posting you don't feel inspired it doesn't mean that you're a shitty artist it doesn't mean that you're failing at your job or you're failing your business or you're failing your following like people understand that and like I think there's a lot of power also like you said putting your face out there is maybe something I should explore in the next little while and like being open about the struggle and this doing this podcast was kind of my first step into like hopefully being more open about that with my following and people will start their conversation in different ways and then you have different outlets to be able to talk and engage with your audience that doesn't have to be creating art content when you're not feeling it totally and it's the same thing like your mental health is just as important as your physical health yeah and obviously you need to be healthy in order to be good at anything else Mm -hmm. in order to be a good parent in order to be a good student, in order to be a good family member, or to be a good partner, and especially to be a good artist. Yeah. So it's like if you think you're doing yourself a disservice by spending some – giving yourself some me time, you're completely, absolutely wrong. Yeah, and it's like, just like it's, a computer. Like if someone's an accountant, like we were talking about before, and all their work is on their computer and their computer's broken, like they're going to have to get that fixed and take like an hour or two to go to the Apple store or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like you got to treat your body – like that way too because it's what's doing the work 
Mm-hmm. And something that's so important for those of you out there who are like in your early 20s, the things that you're able to do now, you will not literally will not be able to do when you're 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. And right now you're teaching yourself bad habits. So like I totally understand like hustle mentality, like do what you got to do. I get that. Yeah. You have the energy and you have the youth, like do it. But I think of it the same way as like kids who eat a lot of sugar right? Like your, your metabolism is the fastest it's ever going to be. Um, you're probably not going to gain weight or look unhealthy, but that doesn't mean that you are not healthy. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, but by the time you're an adult and your metabolism starts to slow down, you have those same habits that you did when you were a kid, but your body can't process them the way that it used to be. It, the same is with your brain with creativity. Yeah. So it's just like that was such a huge mind fuck for me. Oh, yeah. Once I hit 30, because it was like, I don't know if it was like mentally. I'm just like, oh, 30 is when did I just my womb just shrivels up and like I should just <laughs> give up as a woman. Like there's so many like weird insecurities that come with turning Gosh, 30. Yeah. But also my body hit a stopping post with a lot of things. And I'm like, I can't work 15 hours a day every day anymore. I just can't. I start to go a little crazy. My work starts to really suffer for it and my mental health goes down and yeah. then I burn out and it takes me so much longer to get back into it because I took it too far. Yeah. So it's like, it's going to be a lifelong struggle to like prevent the burnout and the depression from seeping in, especially if you have like a legit diagnosis. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. It's totally like, okay. You're going to figure it out slowly but surely. Keep trying new things until you find something that works for you specifically and it'll all work out. Just don't give up on yourself. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was nice. Mm-hmm. That was a nice little, like, oh, little cherry on top of the episode. Mm-hmm. Like, we love you. <laughs> um, to wrap up, uh, is there anything that we can help promote for you? Uh, just my page. Yeah. I'm, uh, like you said at the beginning, at kindredxhellbound on Instagram. And yeah. I'm going to start selling stuff soon and making products. So keep an eye out Please. for that. Please do. I'm excited. I want this fucking self-sabotage thing so badly. Yes. I'll send you one. I also just love hands. I I love drawing hands. Hands are the best. I have so many designs with hands in them. It's so relaxing. My boyfriend's like, hey, Dina, how about you stop drawing women? I'm like, how about you stop telling me what to do? (laughs) Boom. (laughs) So stupid. Yeah, guys. So please follow uh, beautiful Megan here at Kindred X Hellbound. I'm going to be posting a bunch of your work on Women of Illustration, so hopefully that will help. Because every time we do post someone on Women of Illustration, they typically get anywhere from 500 to 3,000 followers. Woo. I know. So if you guys would like to support the show and also get support in return, you guys can actually pay for a feature on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Women of Illustration. I think a grid feature is $50. It's actually going up to 100 soon. Um, but if you want to get kind of grandfathered in, you apply now. I think we have two spots open. And then we have one spot open currently for our coaching program. That includes a grid feature. It includes like almost weekly story features. And also you get 30 to an hour uh, coaching session with me every week and also access to a private DM group where we give you feedback and critiques on your work. So that way your work can go farther and be a little bit more easily understood and relatable because that is key on the Grimmy Gram. Um, and if you want to follow me personally, that's letter shop, a two P's and an E, like an old ice cream parlor. And of course, please follow Women of Illustration. We we like to post five to six different women identifying artists every single day to inspire you. Oh, I did all the things. I did all the promotions. Yay. <sighs> all right, guys. Thanks so much for watching. Really appreciate your kindness. If you can take the extra effort and give us a little positive review, keyword being positive on Apple Podcasts to bury some of the bad 
reviews. That would be really nice of you. I'd really appreciate that. And uh, thank you so much for just being here. <sighs> Megan, we're done. Yay. It's time to say bye. All right. Bye, bye. everybody. Really appreciate you. <laughs> mm-hmm.